Happy Podcast New Year! Podcasting New Year! What do you got, Perry? That's not even bourbon! That's champagne! Get that! What kind of podcast to do? And you broke it? You, I cleaned this place up for you and you do that? Clean it again, right? I guess so. Happy New Year. I'll clean some more. Uh, thanks, buddy. Happy New Year, everybody. Champagne welcome, head. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Barry. With me is Eric the Whiskey Mutant, who is also our live-in maid. Well, of course I know him. He's me. <laughs> oh, 2022, baby. <laughs> that was beautiful. I wasn't expecting that one. That was great. Hey, guys. Hope you guys, uh, hope, hope you've been well. Hope you've had a great New Year's. Hope you were safe and happy. And you spent time with people you like, maybe not love, but at least like. At least you could stand. Yeah. Uh, Eric and I are recording this on New Year's. Yeah. So. Eve. Yeah. New Year's. yeah. It's us. It's yeah. our party. We it's, can do what we want This is to. our New Year's celebration. It is. And it wouldn't be a New Year's celebration without me, uh, before we get to the uh, sips and snacks, actually uh, doing a little bit of plugs up top. Plug it. You can follow us on social media at my bourbon pot and at Whiskey Mutant. You can also check out all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com and at whiskeymutant.shopify.com. Yes, it's dropped by now. As, yeah, when this episode comes out, uh, you can go get some some Whiskey Mutant merch. There's going to be a Whiskey Mutant shirt up on the uh, the Threadless shop, too, before too long. Working on that. Started that yesterday. we got to dress everybody good for 2022. Yeah, we do. Make you look good. That's your resolution. Dress your best. Dress your best. Dress to impress your best. And uh, you can also become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. $5 a month gets you bonus content like the pours from the floor, pregame chats, and early access to episodes that are completely uncut and unfiltered. I and stuff. It was weird. He just went through a time warp. Uh, I was real-time editing myself. It was impressive. Yeah. It was really impressive. Uh, I had something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. If we have not seen it because we don't have that podcast app, please send us a screenshot. Yeah. So we can read it out here on the show. And if you're on Spotify, they allow ratings now. So leave us a five-star rating. It would be super awesome if you did that. Now, though, it's the first sips and snacks of the new year. snacks. So I decided to switch it up. Forgive me, Debbie, for how I have sinned. Um, <laughs> we are going to do a classic. It's the Hostess Chocolate Cupcake. You know, the one, the only, the one with the little swirl on top. The one I'm, that everybody thinks about. Yeah. I'm sorry, Debbie. You do the exact same one, but I'm telling you, I've said this before. Hostess has the cupcake game on lock. So... I brought the cupcakes, and I said, Perry, grab your box of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof that you just recently got, and you figure out what whiskey is going to pair best with this cupcake. And I said, A118. And I just smelled it, and it smells like chocolate. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. It Perry. does. It smells like like Hostess chocolate. So, yeah, this is an enhancement 
pairing. This is not we're going to turn this chocolate cupcake into something else. Perry's going for a full-blown chocolate cupcake bomb right here. Oh, it smells. They smell so much the same. I'm going to go into a sugar coma. <laughs> I'm pouring it over right now. Pouring me a big spot in the cupcake. Oh, and it just dripped on my pants. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Perry. Oh. That is money. Dude, that, that is that, absolute money. That's so good. How much do you have any cupcake left? Yeah. Take it and just pour just yeah. a little bit on there. And it just I just really wanted to bite a cupcake. <laughs> oh. Dude. We're starting out strong. Yeah, we are. Happy New Year, everybody. It's built on my pants too. What's the proof on this? 130.6. Man, <laughs> wow. that's a barrel proof cupcake. Starting out strong indeed. Man. Oh. Dude. Did you just instantly, like, this is straight up, we didn't plan this. It took you, like, one second to pull that bottle out. Because I said before the show, grab what you think will go with this. And you didn't even think about it. So, I had um, just had mm. A118 at a at a restaurant bar a little while ago, a few days ago. <clears throat> And when I was trying it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is super chocolatey. Dude, this finish on this thing is so much chocolate with yeah. that cupcake. Oh, it's you, killer. If you have that at home, I mean. I love it. I just made a That's post. one of my favorite pairings we've done I've so just far. made a post about my favorite pairings of the past year. and What a way to kick off 2022. Technically, this is not going to be aired till 2022, so... That that's gonna be a one to top right there. We'll just roll it over. Oh, dude! Into the new year. That's too good, man. I'm impressed. Mm. I am dressed to impress, like you should be yeah. if you go to whiskeymutant.shopify.com or bourbonshop.threadless.com. You look good. Thank you. Yeah, you lost some weight. <laughs> Strangely enough, his I, pants are falling down every time I walk I, into his house. I literally was carrying our daughter down the stairs today, and I just and made you eat a cupcake with bourbon. <laughs> One step forward, two steps back, baby. <laughs> no, I, I'm doing the uh, apple cider vinegar pills, the keto pills, and they have just, I mean, like, I have not been able to go to the gym in months just because my schedule has been crazy. And, I mean, I've been I've been losing significant weight at this point, it feels like. So, I'm pleased. Wow. Early, early tips and bits. Tips and bits. No, I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So we are skipping what have we been drinking recently this yep. week because I, we've literally, it's only been like three days since we've seen each yeah. other. And I've had to work the last like three days. So I honestly, I had maybe one or two uh, pours of like Wild Turkey 101, like coming home from work after I got done working out, just just chill out. But other than like two sips of turkey, I haven't had anything. So yeah. I don't have anything to say. I mean, I've, I've been, been enjoying my box of Elijah Craig. You did your live stream with the the barrel, the barrel, barrel New Year's. But that that Elijah Craig, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's where it's, it's at. Just... So what we're going to do instead is we're going to hop right into the big one. Number one? No. Right off the bat. No, we can... <laughs> that was a dumb sentence I said. Now we're going to hop into our top lists of 2021. Our top 10, some honorable mentions, our most disappointings as well. Yeah, you're going to have to lead me through this because I've listened. I know the format, but when I'm actually here in the seat, 
I've got my list, but I'm just following your lead, bro. All good, man. So can I switch <clears throat> it up though? Yeah. I'm going to follow your lead, but I'm going to let you finish in a second. Um, so, you I don't know if you want to edit this or if you want to leave it in for Patreon. But. <laughs> what are you doing right now? I know we have the, the same number one. Yeah. Do you want to drink on that while we talk <laughs> about this? You don't have to say what it is. I made some trades. Are you serious? Dude! <laughs> Do you want a big old Perry board this? Yes! <laughs> Open it, fresh crack. I didn't think I was going to get any more. So we're not going to say what we are drinking right now. Because this is our number one, both of us. And I went through my backup bottles. And I consulted a few people. And I said, what? How can I get this bottle? So maybe after we reveal what it is for Patreon only, I'll tell you what I what trades I made to secure this. Fresh crack, baby. I'm speechless. I'm I am completely speechless. There you go. Pour a big peri pour of that straight out of there. That's gonna be what we sip on while we talk about all this stuff. Mm. <laughs> Get me a clean glass for it too. Oh my Lanta. Dude, I can't believe this. <laughs> there is no I'll pull this mic back. There was no way I was leaving this year without securing this. So anyway, that's the hop for the uh number one. Happy Perry. There you go. Now that's a peri pour. Here, take a picture of it and you can post it later after the show. Big old peri pour. Mm. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm not going to get to have this again for a while. Mm -mm. Couldn't let it happen. No. No. Oh my gosh. <sighs> you want me to give you like a couple hundred dollars for half of it? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's going to be there whenever you want some. Oh. All right. Okay. <sighs> now we're ready to start. My talking moment about. of Zen. All right. So I'm going to lay out a couple of parameters for my list. Okay. Just because I, I like to do wide releases, which means that I tend to leave picks off of my list. Um, and it, it it's. Not it's not saying you have to do that. I mean, if you have picks in your top ten, that's totally fine. I do. I, but that's, not much. That's okay. That's uh, not, not anything. And I mean, like I have a slight caveat in my <laughs> for one of my top ten. Okay. Um, but I like usually picks that I have really liked go in like my honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, everything else though received a semi-wide release okay so that's how that's how i approached it i probably should have told you that before no but regardless I, I, I honestly like most of the stuff is pretty wide release so i'm yeah. good i'm good so do you want to start with most disappointing of 2021 yes. um i feel like 
We're going to have a couple that are the same. Uh, if my notes app will load. Uh, the first one on mine is The Wise Man. Mine too! Because <laughs> that bourbon It was so bad. Sucks. And I honestly thought that they were just going to try to go all out like, let's put out like this product that's just going to keep the, our line going and all that. But it was bad, man. It was not good. It was sour. Um, I mean, I'm just going by what I remember about it, but it just was not good. Yeah. Um. It. You know, I had high hopes for it, and I really did want it to be accessible and just I, decent. I honestly ho was hoping it it's would not be, even decent. I was hoping it would be a fifty fifty five dollar bottle of confiscated. I was hoping for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I it wasn't even that. But, you know, not at that price. And it was not that at it all. It wasn't even close to no. that. It was so, so disappointing. No, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dickle bourbon? Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like we it went back. I, we went back to it the other night. It was okay, but it's still not like anything special. No. An eight-year age-stated bourbon. Ugh, I it, didn't. I didn't. <clears throat> there was nothing special about it. Yeah, I felt like it should have had more depth. Um I don't know. I think there's just something about the the water that Dickel uses and their grains and everything that yeah. just doesn't it doesn't really mesh well for me. Um, I know that it has performed well for other people. Um, cough, cough, whis uh, whiskey advocate, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, I I thought it was okay. This um, is go go ahead. You go ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna give Basil Hayden Toast a chance because I thought it may be a little bit different. It just wasn't good either. Yeah, it's on. It's on mine too. Okay, it just wasn't good. <laughs> no, and I see people like posting about it, like, "Hey, they got basil head and toast. Go get some." I'm like, "What? Yeah. No, don't do that. Save your money." Yeah, I, I just, I overpaid for it to the point where I could have gotten two bottles. Yeah, <laughs> for the one, uh, and that was strictly because I wanted to have it on the podcast for, for content's sake. But it just, no. nah. It scored like what a six out of twenty for no, us or something. Yeah, it wasn't good. Not great. <clears throat> this one's not necessarily like it was bad, but I just kind of didn't have one that made me go, "Wow!" And that's this year's old Fitz Bottled and Bond releases. Yeah, which one did we have? You got a sample of one. Yeah, we got the spring. Was it eight or eleven? Either way, a, it didn't leave it, it any matter. impression. See, on like me. that's the thing. Like yeah. we're the fact that we're questioning it right now is like and people are you know setting up chairs and now Heaven Hills making a whole new process for their yeah. special releases. And I mean, I still love the bottle. I still think that it is perfectly priced in terms of you know what you are getting uh, after yeah. after paying for it. But I just think it's not. It was not a great year for Old Fitz Bottled and Bond. I would rather save a little bit of money and wait for like, even if it's not great, I would rather get like the 15 or the 16 year old just because of the price. Like yeah. a 16 year old weeded Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond for, you know, 160 bucks is basically a steal. Yeah. But yeah, that it didn't impress me that much. Don't impress me much. <laughs> What's another most disappointing for you? Larceny Barrel Proof. 
I actually included that in my honorable mentions. Did you? Uh, just the C921. I think you liked that one a little bit more than I did. I did, but uh, again, overall this year, I, they have got to figure out what is what they like are doing with so that product. so much potential. So much. And so just, much potential. I've not had one that I've really, like, really wanted more of. No. By the way, um, we made the good choice with our number one for mm. this year. This mm. is an incredible bourbon. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I could just, I could honestly just sip this all evening. Like, so good. Um, disappointing. Here, really, I had most of that stuff. That was what I wrote down. Now I'm just trying to think of stuff. That, yeah, Booker's. I still think needs improvement. Um, the past couple of years have just been a wash. I think I tried one of this year's Booker's, and it's nothing's impressed me. This is 2021-03. Have you tried this one? Let me try it. I'll use my other glass because I'm saving that. <laughs> yeah, don't... Uh... But Booker's, to me, there's only random ones that I actually like. I like Country Ham. I liked... Um, Kentucky, Kentucky Chew, Chew was the yellow, amazing. It was the yellow label. Yeah. Oh, I miss Kentucky Chew so much. Um, I, I kind of like the Beaten Biscuits. But yeah. Front was... Porch Batch, I think, is still my favorite of all time. That and... Um... Uh, bluegrass batch. Those two bourbons are spectacular. See, what was this one? The the third one? Yeah, this is uh, 125.5 proof. Six, uh, six years and a... Wait. Six and a half years. Excuse me. I mean, it just tastes like... It tastes like a Knob Creek. But yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> pay half of what you would yeah. for a bottle of Booker's and get a Knob Creek. It's not anything that I would get... And get out of the box and have all that special stuff yeah. going on and expect it and putting it maybe I'm putting it up against this other thing, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not I'm not a big booker. Guy. I mean, for us it was like, what is our number one this year and what follows right after it? Mm-hmm. You know? It was just kind of like working around whatever our number one was. It's not bad, but no. I would rather buy Knob Creek. And I've got one more most disappointing. This one was just kind of like I had such high hopes for it, and then I got a bottle, and I was like, could have been so much more. Uh, Ezra 99. I got one. I bought one bottle, and that was one of those curiosity bottles. Yeah. You know, you just buy it. and. I know I have one around here somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Yeah. Like, I don't even care enough to find it, but it was so boring and plain. And I thought, you know, oh, maybe if it's, you know, up to snuff with Turkey 101, I could at least have it. readily available excuse me and it just didn't do it for me (laughs) um yeah i I would agree i I can't think of anything else i pretty much said everyone yeah i I don't i don't have anything disappointments this is honestly one of my i i I struggled to fit everything into my top 10 like i probably could have had a top 20 if i tried but my honorable mentions are, I like a lot of them. I love to death, but there were just so many things that came out this year yeah. that I think were more fitting of a top ten. That I I just had to make like the <laughs> the choice to say, well, it, it didn't quite make the cut. But you can almost say like it's like whatever. How many honorable mentions you had that you could have had a top fifteen or something. Um, like that, so. I could have had 
I could have had a top twenty-five. Damn, <laughs> I'm at I'm at fifteen. Yeah, I got uh, I did five honors and then the top ten. I I had a I just there was so much good stuff that came out this year. It was a good year. It was a really and and like now that I'm looking at my list, I, I mean, and there's even if stuff we, get, we haven't got to try yet. Yeah, it, like Koi Hill, we uh-huh. actually have a sample of on the way, and it probably could have made our top ten if you know we had tried it in. 2021 but we haven't that's the other thing too all of our top 10 has to be something that we've tried yeah like it's not like and like the, know, the last stag junior batch like yeah 16, I, I haven't I'm, had any I'm, of the stag junior got, from no, this year just the so, pick we got to try the other day yeah uh this is a funny honorable mention but i have loved this so much jim beam highball <laughs> the the mixed drink yeah Dude, it is killer. Is it carbonated? Yeah. See, I don't do it's a lot of carbonated crushable. stuff. So. Oh, man. I loved it so much. I like that, though. Yeah. Uh, Blue Run 14 could Ooh. have made it into my top 10. Could have honestly been like a number 11 if I had gone that way. We got a sample of that from Whiskey Mork. Do we really? Yeah, he sent me a package and I just got it the other day. Oh, awesome. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, we had it at OBC a while ago yeah and I, I was deeply deeply impressed with it he knows my love for the the higher aged blue yeah. run and he knows how i feel about the younger one so <laughs> he sent me uh he sent me some stuff i'm so. psyched man i'm yeah. psyched for you to try that i i'll do another one and then i'll give the i'll give it over to you all right uh the rabbit hole mizunara okay uh, which was their like 500 hundred dollar bottle um or whatever it was it, it it's ridiculously expensive. And honestly, this is kind of being colored by just memories that I have of it and just kind of the whirlwind of that day that I got to have hanging out at Rabbit Hole with with Adam and just, you know, being able to enjoy all that. Yeah. Um, I think that was the same day that I went to. Oh, this is another uh, disappointing one. Uh, the Was it the Evan Williams? The Evan Williams thing? Square Six. I remember you telling me about Ugh. that. Ugh, I wasn't on the bad. podcast yet, but we were talking about it. And bad, like, nah, man. Nah. Real bad stuff. Uh, but, you know, I finished out the day with that rabbit hole, yeah. well, uh, and that was fantastic. That could lead into one of my honorable mentions. Go was for it. When we picked up a bottle of that first rabbit hole single barrel from Party Source. Oh, yeah. I really like it. It wasn't nothing crazy that ought to be like, this is my top 10, but it's really good. It was so honey forward. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go back to it and see if it like uh, pairs with like a honey bun or something like that. But I really enjoyed that. That was one of the first picks that they put out, and we got to put it on the podcast. So yeah. a little bit of memory added to it, and a little bit of I really liked it. Put it in my honorable mentions. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Uh, Thomas S. Moore Chardonnay finished for me. Uh, I really, really liked that bourbon. <clears throat> it just was like. I had always wanted to try a Chardonnay finished bourbon, and I think it just kind of met my expectations. I know that there are other Chardonnay finished bourbons out there that I have not yet tried. Um, so if there's anything that somebody would like for us to try, please let me know. So maybe send us a sample. I don't know. Sample. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, Stellum bourbon and rye. I lumped these in together. Oh, I'll agree with that. I'll put that on there because I tried those here with you. Yeah. And I thought they were pretty good i think that the rye is definitely better than the bourbon but i think that the bourbon is such a solid entry level bourbon for the barrel products um 
I think it's great. I th- honestly, like, if I had to name like a a producer of the year for me, it's between Maker's Mark and Barrel. Like Barrel Craft Spirits, I'd put just, Maker's Mark up there for sure. Barrel Craft Spirits wowed me this year uh, with everything that they point uh, put out. Uh, and uh, my last one before I turn it over to you for another one is the Single Cask Nation Wild Turkey Warehouse G pick. Oh, that was good. It was incredible. Um, it was so limited and just so hard to get for a lot of people that I, I wanted to put it in my top 10 because I love it that much. But I, it just, I couldn't quite yeah. get myself I over like that. that too. Yeah. And I, Man, I just love that bottle so much. It, it was such a killer pick. Um, again, not tried the Warehouse A one. So, if anybody wants to help us out. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see what I got. I have, I'll do two here because they're, they're from the same place. Um, these were two uh, Willet products. Um, the Willet uh, Burra we did. Yeah. Um, it was the uh, ten year MGP and like what was it six year Willet Bourbon? I think so. Yeah, I thought there was a little bit l- that it lacked to put it in the top ten, but it was such. I was so happy to grab that. Yeah, um, I was I was impressed with it. And then, not your favorite, but I really enjoyed that Willet the blackened. blackened. Yeah, I thought about that. I was I, that was in my like considerations. I need to I need to bring it back over or the next time you come over to the house try it again cuz yeah, sure. it's opened up a lot more. And I just still get a lot more of that Willet rye that I yeah. love with just a little bit of extra finish on it. Um I don't hear, you know, Metallica in it when I start drinking <laughs> it. But as far as a finished Willet Rye product, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Especially being a Willet fan, I thought it was good to mention again. Good. So yeah. uh this is one that we both loved to death. Uh and honestly had a weird physical reaction to. Uh <laughs> but the Sealbox Kings County hazmat pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know i had that in like a little asterisk i was like i don't know if i can put that because i was kind of thinking nobody else got it and i yeah. don't know anybody else who got it and got, but we enjoyed the hell out we of that really thing. did we really did and i'm just tickled that we even got to try it you know i look at that and i go what didn't that come in seventy? Because, <laughs> because it would have been two hundred dollars a yeah, bottle. I, um, I would have paid it. Yeah, no. But it, I, I love that pick so much. It's so wild and crazy and out there and just, oh my gosh! I love man. that we did it. Uh, we reviewed it on a live together. Yeah, one of my first like live streams. Yeah, um, and then uh, Blake for who picked it. From oh, yeah, Burning. he stopped in the chat, yeah, too. Yeah, because I had messaged him. I was like, do you know some more details about this? And then I told him we were going to review it, and he stopped in and saw that. So that was a cool a cool memory, along with 150-plus <laughs> proof bourbon. <laughs> oh, man, it was so good. So good. Uh, I already mentioned Larceny Barrel Proof C921. That was the best one out of the yeah. year. Even still, it wasn't like enough to crack the top 10. Uh, and then Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. I thought was pretty good this year. I mean, I actually it was wasn't way better than last year. I wasn't disappointed by it. No, you got another honorable mention. I do. Um, 
I'm going to go with, I, I know not everybody's going to be able to get this, but going back and constantly sampling this stuff while we're recording, uh, it was the, the, the handy from this year's BTAC. Oh, yeah. I Dude, think it, I, I think it ended up being one of my favorites after I'd had it once and came back to it. Yeah. It was so good. It's nothing crazy, yeah. but it's just a great rye. We've we've talked about this a little bit, uh, and this is where we officially kind of make the statement this week. But uh, WLW did get bumped from my top ten, and I, I mean, it, it the, almost could have been on a disappointing, like compared to other WLWs. Yeah. I I I still really liked it, but. It just fell flat in comparison to other bourbons that came out this year. Especially when you com- we compared it to some stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. To, we'll talk about that later. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I I agree. The handy was fantastic this year. Um, it wasn't, I think, memorable enough though for me to put it in my my top ten. But I, I, like I definitely that could, include that in the honorable mentions. I feel like it could be like a. Almost like a Stag Junior style release. Yeah, like an I agree. Like an every two or three quarter release of like Handy Junior or something like that. That sounds horrible. Dry, dry Handy. <laughs> yes, whatever. <laughs> that that rye should be. Sorry, like sorry, a, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> handy and Randy this week. <laughs> You're wild. Um, but I think I think that rye could be a more uh, common release as opposed to just the BTAC. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, Barrel Seagrass was an honorable mention for me. A lot of people like opened up to that. Like some people at the beginning, I feel like we're giving it bad reviews. Well, and then all I of a sudden... was. I I did not like it at all when I first tried it. Um, I feel like I tried it when we did the meetup, and I didn't like it either. You probably did. I think that there was a full bottle of it, but yeah. I would, you know, I got sent a, you know, two hundred milliliter sample, and at the time, like when I first got it, I did not like it at all. But going back and accepting it for what it is, and how funky and out of this world the process was behind making it, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Clifton actually put it as his number one. Damn. Yeah. And I get it. I it, like. I can understand why that would be something that people find really, really attractive. I mean, like his argument was that they were going outside of the box. Yeah, and they were doing something different, something that they weren't totally comfortable with. And I, I mean, in some ways, maybe our top ten is a little bit safer. Yeah. But this is, you know, if we're t- just talking about well, I what, loved, we, what we liked or what we loved. I love when they came out with Dovetail. Because I yeah. feel like that was crazy out of there. Yeah. I haven't had dovetail in forever. I know I've got a sample of it around I've got a half of a bottle left. Do you? Yeah. For when it first came out. Yeah. It's wild. It is crazy stuff. Uh, the New Riff six-year malted rye. I don't know if you've had that yet. but Yeah, uh, I have a bottle. Uh, Eric Jansen came down uh, a little while ago. Some, I think it was last month. And we, we went over to the Breeze at Grayline Station. And, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and they had it for sale, and he grabbed it, and we cracked it like while we were sitting outside of the bar. Uh, 
really really good mm-hmm. rye man um yeah it, it's it's fantastic i got to try that when um i helped do a barrel pick with wrestling with whiskey they nice. that was our little like extra pour that they give you it's really good i really did like you it. get to go to the distillery for that hmm? i didn't know that yeah i gotta do two so matt has been nearby and still he doesn't want to, I, I he doesn't want to be on the podcast. And now he's wrestling again, so it's like almost impossible to get him on here. So I'm going to hound him again about what it. What a jerk trying to make money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this this one, I just kind of lumped everything in together because I liked them both. But, you know, together they were better than they were on their own. The Maker's Mark FAE <laughs> releases this year. Um, I don't know what to say. Like... We've I did a review of the FAE01 on my YouTube channel. Uh, we reviewed the two, and then we blended the both of them together. Right, the blend was and the best. The blend is superior, but I can't comfortably say like, "Oh, the blend of the two is in my top 10. Yeah. So <laughs> it just yeah, I, I had to throw it in the honorable mentions just because the two of them separate are good, but combined they're phenomenal. Yeah, that's where it's at. So yeah. What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? Uh, last one on my honors was the Peerless Double Oaked. Oh, I didn't even think about it. Oh, I love Man, that. Man, I love that one. It was so good. It was. It just, it, it's the price that kind of throws me. Yeah. A little bit. But, but it overall, dude. I think you expect that price from Peerless anyway. I think you do too, but I, I just wanted it to be... And it's never going to be because double oak products are always going to be more right. expensive. But I wanted it to be more approachable price wise. Um, man, a really, really good mm-hmm. bourbon though. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we uh, we had that on here with Swan. We did episode two hundred. Oh, Swan, Swan. Um, talk about Swan here in a little bit. Uh, so I've got three more honorable mentions, Go and then we'll it. move into our, our top ten. Uh, Parker's Heavy Char Wheat Whiskey. Oh, that was a good one. It was really good. I was very, very impressed by it. I think that the heavy char products that they've come out with over the past three years have that, been really good. That heavy char bourbon. I was so happy I picked that up when I did. It's one of my favorite of all time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I finished my sample. 10-year, 120 proof heavy char. Heavy char bourbon. Oh, God, it's so good. Fantastic. Uh, the Buzzard's Roost bourbon that came out this year really really yeah. liked it man um i know it's a little bit expensive that was kind of one of the reasons that i had to leave it off my top 10 but i do think that if you are looking for a really good younger bourbon i think that it pretty much is what you're gonna be looking for yeah. i mean it, it's it ticks all the boxes it's just a little bit more expensive right. than everything else. Uh, and this was a late addition to my list, but one that I felt compelled to include in some capacity. And I only left it off of my top 10, again, because of cost, but the Widow Jane 15. Oh, that thing's the, so good. The vaults. Um, what an incredibly balanced bourbon that is. Um, Tennessee and Indiana sourced, 99 proof. I, I mean, it... 15 years old dude it's so good it, it held its own against the four roses obsv yeah single barrel well so i guess i'll say that not the widow jane the four roses was probably in my honors because it's it's in mine too 
and, and I should have thought about that before now, but it's it's <laughs> the memory around it. It's it's not a wide release. What a what a day that was! You going to get that? Yeah, though. the memories around it. I, me and Perry drank like a quarter of it ourselves, <laughs> and then I sat there and I said, you know what? I don't even know if I want to drink this anymore. Not because it's not it's not good, because it was phenomenal. Yeah, because I want to save it for people who may have not got to get it. So I sent some samples to friends. Darren came over the other day to pick up his yeah. uh, uh, picks. He got to try it, and I'm like, I just want people to try this that didn't get a chance to try it. So I would have a hard time keeping myself away from it. I, dude, I put it back in the corner. Good for oh, you. I hard to, to get I to. I would have to like go through a maze to get it. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna grab a, a marker and I'll have you sign it. And the people I sent samples to, I'll have them sign it. Get Darren again to sign it. I just want to sign it. That bottle, you know, all the hype, yeah. all the craziness of that day. Yeah, absolutely. And. Just all everybody that got to share it with me, I'm gonna have them sign the bottle. And when it's empty, it's, it's empty, awesome. and I'll keep the bottle. So it's awesome. Here we are, our top oh, ten. I'm nervous. I am. I am a little bit as well, but I'm also confident in my choices. I'm confident. This I'm just, is this is a weird list for me. I just don't want anybody to be like stupid. He this list is stupid. Idiot. Who's stupid? Can't believe you do that. Didn't put Blanton's on his list. Favorite bourbon. Oh yeah, Blanton's that famous whiskey that just came out in twenty twenty one. Didn't put that twenty one dump date on there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, number ten. Da, 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 da. I put the new Evan Williams seventeen eighty three. Okay. I was so impressed with it. I know that a lot of people are bummed that the Heaven Hill Green Label 90 Proof six year is basically gone because of this product. But honestly, I got backups. I don't care. Well, it's not. (laughs) Okay, yes. (laughs) But also, like, this product is so good and it's such a great everyday drinker. Holds up in cocktails. Mm -hmm. Easily accessible. Yep. I mean, this. (laughs) <laughs> might be the most accessible product I have on my on my list. Save maybe one or two. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't have that one on my list, but I'm just going off that. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I I was just blown away by this bottle. Um, I think that Heaven Hill made the absolute right move. Well, I think that they added this one up. Yeah, they added a new product that you could afford and just keep as a shelfer, like. Mm-hmm. I want to have it for neat when I'm, you know, you've had a few of your LEs. I want to go to something good. I want to make a good old fashioned or something like that. So, and I do think it was a considerable step up to, from the, the previous one, the 86 proof or or whatever it was. Um, it just has more, more punch, more bite. It's a better bourbon all around. What's your number 10? Number 10. It's also a new product this year. This was the pursuit series bourbon. That is on my list. Oh, okay. Mine is actually a little bit higher, though. Well, sorry. <laughs> As it's not my number 10. But... Sorry, Kenny. And... But, dude, Cecil. how good was it, though? It's I, great. I, I mean... I put it on my top 10. Like, Yeah. As a new product, guys that you, know, you listen to and they did their thing and they did a blend as, as something that you know, Barrel's doing and all that, they made a blend... 
that's great. Yeah. Like, and I've, and pretty much widely available. Yeah, too. Yeah, you know, I, I that's kind of that thing that people have been asking me over the past couple of years with the podcast. I say I do a bourbon podcast, and they're like, "Oh, do you ever want to put out your own bourbon?" And ideally, like, yeah, I would love to do something like that, but I don't think that it's any more doable than the way that Kenny and Ryan are yeah. doing it. I mean that that is just so ideal, I think, and absolutely they have knocked it out of the park. Um, I really want to try the rye. We are supposed to be getting a bottle of the nice. rye. Um, I sent Kenny the address and everything, so Sweet. I'll uh, I'll get a I'll get a little update mm-hmm. from him soon. Number nine. I lumped a couple together, but I did too. <laughs> Our top ten lists are turning out to be very similar. Um, my number nine is jointly the Revel and Ezra single barrels okay. at one twenty proof. Uh, huge step up from the like variant proofs that they were at before. I think honestly. The Rebel picks are some of the best weeders God, to come out. Proof. Oh, yeah, oh. I I think that like, and I I liked the Ezra, I loved the Rebel. Right. I did not have a bad Rebel pick this year. It's just some of the best weeded bourbon that is on the market right now, and I I think that um, Lux Row made the right decision by allowing it to be a higher proof. I uh, still sticking at like sixty dollars. I mean, that's where else are you getting basically barrel strength weeded bourbon? Yeah, for that price, nowhere. So for sure, Lux Road knocked this one out of the park. Is yours the makers? Mine is F A, the fatty acid makers one, <laughs> and the fatty acid makers two blended together. I know that's kind of cheating, but these, I think it's fine. These were two widely released yep you could get them both and like perry said in his honors both were good like you're not going to be disappointed yeah it was the two of them together but it's like completing a set of something you put both of them together a one-to-one ratio and they just make this awesome like limited weeded bourbon yeah so yeah mine was the uh Fatty acids makers one and two blended together. So I kind of cheated, but fatty acids. Isn't that what it stands for? I have no idea. I think so. Really? Think I think so. They were that. Huh? I always thought it was about the finishing staves. I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah. I feel like I read something about fatty acids. Anyway, you you could have. Go on. Go on. Uh, Number eight is where I put Pursuit United. Oh, okay. Um, I can't say any more than I've already said. Yeah. They killed it. They absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, what are we, number eight now? Number eight. I, one of your other honors, <laughs> I put the uh, New Year, uh, New Year, <laughs> New Riff. The six-year Malta Dry. Year. Yep, yeah. the six-year Malta Dry. I tried, like I said before, I tried it just as a pour at the pick, and then I immediately made sure I got a bottle. Yeah. I think it was one, it, um... I'm looking. I didn't put any other rye on my top. It was probably my favorite new rye of 2021. This is the first year in a couple of years I actually don't have any rye on my top ten. That that thing 
is just so good. Yeah. It's just candy. It's yeah. sweet. Like you've already talked about it, but I love that it's rice. It's so too. Yeah. And I mean, it's got like a really. It changes flavors. Like it you really go back. Does. Born, uh, yeah. I love that thing so much. So yeah, I put that on uh, as my. What number are we at? Seven? Eight. Eight? Yeah. Yeah. Seven, though. Barrel Bourbon Batch 30. Oh, that was good. It was a really, really good batch. The fact, too, I, I was thinking about this as I was going through my top 10, but the fact that, like, Pursuit United and Barrel 30 are back-to-back. And they're kind of the similar thing. Yeah, but... I think that kind of says something, you know, about where my my palate has been <laughs> throughout throughout this year. Um, but you can't deny but... they're doing good stuff, both of them. Blending, oh, for sure. Blending different mash for bills sure. and different places if it works it works you know i can't be upset about it yep number seven for mr eric okay so it's weird what mr eric yeah i don't i didn't like it just hey, I'm, mr eric i'm gonna roll with it though um okay so it's it's another cheater but i think everybody will understand i didn't have a particular pick of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof this year that I thought was phenomenal. I liked the B series this year the most. Yeah. I thought it was great. But what I liked this year were Elijah Craig Barrel Proof picks. In general? In general. Yeah. I, liked, I mean, I did the same thing with the Rebel and Ezra picks. Yes. I liked that they started the picks and yeah. all the picks me and Perry got to try I thought were just different from each other. Some were kind of like uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Some were way different. I just kind of lumped Elijah Craig Barrel Proof picks as a top experience for me this year. I mean, the best one that we had, I think, was the Carolina Whiskey Society one. Yes. The 10-year 121.4 proof. Right. Uh, we had the release. Kroger, which was crazy Wild. Different. <laughs> you know, we had the Mash and Journey, which was one of the most, like, just... It's like you knew it was a Logic Craig Barrel Proof, but it was like raw, uncut, yeah. like heavy yeah. hitting. Railbird was pretty good. But yeah, that that whole series, um, not series, but that whole category of just a Logic Craig Barrel Proof picks was what I love. So. Yeah, absolutely. Number six. Masters Keep One. I love it. I really do. I think that it's everything that a toasted turkey product should be. Uh, there's just other products that I like that came out this year better. Um, uh, I think that they were they played it safe and they kept it turkey and they just did a little bit of toasting. And I think, but I think that's exactly what they needed and, to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was, as we said on that episode, the most accessible toasted bourbon palette. Uh, it is expensive though. Yeah. I mean, almost two hundred dollars. I think this is. The most expensive bottle on my list. Yeah. Um, but it it's such a great bourbon, and I just I I think of it so fondly. <laughs> I just wish it were cheaper. Yes. But anyway, uh, that's the only one I think in my top ten that I have to like kind of wrestle with a little bit, right. and I have to argue with myself over. But I still I still love it. So, so you're number six. My number six. <laughs> so it's kind of a pick. Well, it is a pick, but it's a distillery only pick. It was the 
Wilderness Trail Derby pick for 2021. Oh, it was so good. It was their weeded oh, mash bill. I love that bourbon. And I know I thought about all my wide releases and all that, but there are people that got it and all that. But, dude, that thing, so good. It is really, really good. It was, it was, I can, I know it right now. Strawberry butter biscuits. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember when we, that was a, like, all right, hello, Marie. Um, that was one of those that we kind of had together and we were both like, yep. oh my goodness gracious, well, this is And then uh, we brought it, uh, it was right around the time of the meetup too. So mm-hmm. we brought it to the meetup and everybody was loving it. So yeah, that one made it for taste and uh, memories yep. for me. Absolutely. Into the top five. Da, 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 da. Do you want to start the top five or do you want me to start the top five? Let me stop. Let me start. Do you want to stop or start? Start. Sorry. <laughs> because you've already said this one. Okay. This was Master's Keep one. Yeah, see, like we were one spot yeah, away right, from right. each other. And I don't have to say anything else about it. it. I already said it. It's like, it's just the little bit of toasted marshmallow that I love on toasted products, but you add it to that you know, a little bit of higher age turkey product. And I thought it was a great product. Maybe not, you know, it's not number one. Yeah. But it's still, it's top five for me. Number five. Yeah. Master Keep one. My number five is Elijah Craig Barrel Proof A121. Oh, I drank the crap (laughs) out of that bourbon this year. I bought, I mean, like four or five bottles of it this year. And it's and, and I, I think that C921 might be a slightly better bourbon. But just like thinking about what I enjoyed the most <laughs> out of the three of them this year, uh, A121 yeah. for sure for me. Um, I didn't hate B521. I was just kind of indifferent on it. Yeah. I thought it was a good bourbon. It just wasn't really Elijah Craig barrel proof for me. Right. So I, if I had any like hopes or dreams for the next year, I really would like to see a return to like over 130 proof Elijah Craig barrel proofs. Yeah. They kept getting lower and lower. Yeah. I mean, we, I think the highest we got this year was like 122, 122, 23, something like that. Yeah. So hopefully next year we see, I, I mean, you know, kid can dream, but. A hazmat Elijah Craig again? We need it. We need it. I, I will buy the heck out of that. I will. You can just go line up at the distillery all the time. I will. I will. Every day. That'll be my job. Just going and lining <laughs> up at the distillery. Number four. All right. I apologize. It's not a single barrel, but many people not may not be able to get it. It was... Eagle Rare 17. <laughs> that was the to me the best BTAC this year and it just hit something in my yeah. like taste buds in my brain that was like this is the best purple cotton candy high age 18 year old bourbon that you've ever had and you're never going to forget it. Well Eric you and I think very much alike. <laughs> That was also my number four. Whoa! <laughs> um, Do we have any of that left? <laughs> Does that, did we promise that to anybody? I'm going to hold on to it just in case we did. If we don't, that's we're going to kill that together. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I don't think we did. This was the first year that I not only liked an Eagle Rare 17, but that I loved an Eagle Rare 17. Every other year, it's been like dry and bitter and really just like difficult to drink. And this was the year that I just kind of turned, I was able to see the tides turning. It's so good. It's so good, man. I don't even care that it was out of a little plastic sample bottle. Like, yeah, I told myself if I ever went crazy and tried to get a VTAC this year, (laughs) it was going to be that one. Yeah, pay your $850 for an antique collection. Probably more than that. Yeah. Number three. I feel like we got the same topic. I think we I think we do. We may have a different two and three. I don't know if we do. My third favorite whiskey, bourbon, whatever you want to say of the year. Russell's Reserve 13 year. Oh. I think we might be flipped. I think we are. I Mine, know we are. Yeah, mine's the Maker's so, DNA 125. My second is the Maker's DNA 125. And my second is Russell's 13. This was like splitting hairs for me. It was close. I mean, it's almost the same. Yeah. I love the Russell's 13 so much. It's It was better than the Master's Keep. It was just... It was one of those bottles that you just said, I have to have that. And when you got it, you said... I would, I need another one. Yeah. I think that's why I, and and I mean, don't get me wrong. The 125 Mm. is amazing. Yes. And I love it so much. And I wish that I could have my own bottle of it. It's so limited though. It's really hard to find, but I, you know how quickly that Russell's 13. Oh, I see it. It's right here. Disappeared. It's literally right in front of me. And there's, (laughs) <laughs> like two ounces barely left. any yeah so um it's just it part was, of me wants to kill that but the other part of me is like no, uh, save it for it. something maybe we'll do like a top three or something one one day but yeah i that was the first bottle i reviewed on the podcast that was your very first official episode. review yeah um, and it's just even like uh, sentiment alone yeah like that is such a fun memory to have as like my my number two it was maple bacon donuts i will remember it because it's got this funky like savory salty note but at the same time it's got this sweet like maple donut in it yeah and then like you said you had the dna as three i had it as two because that thing came out of nowhere it really did and I literally the, the, took. <laughs> go ahead. The back half of this year was just like curveball after curveball for us trying to like figure out what our top ten yeah. was. I feel like, and you're you're right. It did come out of nowhere, but it is everything that a high proof weeded bourbon should be. It is an immaculate whiskey. It really just showed me because we were very curious. We talked about it on episode. We were very curious of what Maker's Mark could do with higher proof and single barrels or, you know, different things. And I sat here and I went, it went up against WLW. WLW and it absolutely killed it. It made WLW feel like a flat, watered down weeder. Yeah. And and it was a bottle I took a chance on, but it was a bottle that I got because I 
was a loyal customer. Yeah. I got a discount on it. I, uh, they let me pick one. So the truth comes out now. You said you got it from a friend on the original episode. Did I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you said it was a gift. Yeah. It was a gift <laughs> from a friend who works. <laughs> I told at, you that. At the store that you frequent the most. <laughs> yeah. I told you that. And then I said, well, I don't want to say anything about it. But yes, I I was lucky enough to get that. Uh, from a friend who works at a liquor store who said you're a good customer and here you go you know what I, I I think needs to happen this year is getting to do a pick with them yeah I think that they would be all that. for it and I think that it would be it would give us the opportunity to do more than just like our little releases. Yeah. Our little Yeah. Our little picks. So So if anybody listening hasn't figured it out yet, <laughs> if you are a loyal listener, you probably know what this is. <sighs> Tell them. Look, I want to preface this for a second. I have over time since the podcast started been more and more skeptical of Buffalo Trace. It has been harder and harder for me to accept them for what they are and to say that they are the best distillery on the market. But every now and then, they come out with a product that just shows us that everything that is built up hype-wise at times is well-deserved. And I think that this product absolutely deserves the acclaim all the accolades we are not the only media platform because I, I can't remember if it was on a podcast or not that has named this their number one but i think it just goes to show that this <laughs> this bourbon not only came out of left field but was such a hitter from the moment that we tried it that there was no question that everything else this year that came out had to live up to how deep, complex, perfectly round, almost a perfect score that we gave mm -hmm. it on the podcast as well. Um, it just had no peers, I felt like. And that's peerless right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but the the E. H. Taylor barrel proof from this year, uh, one hundred twenty seven point um, three. I don't even know what batch number it is. Like I don't care. Or something. I don't care. This year's. Um. Th this. It, it's it's funny because like I I say this and I don't really have like anything other than the podcast tied to it, but it just feels like a special whiskey. Mm -hmm. It feels almost like like a once in a lifetime kind of deal, and I mean, past years of E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof have been great. They're always great, but this is the one that sets the standard for like every year to come. And we both kind of looked at each other when we both tried it the first time. We we're like, it between between like this and the Maker's One Twenty Five. We're both, I think both of us, yeah, you're right. We were like going into it saying, 
you know, uh, we're just going right. to try it because, hey, it's crazy. We're going right, to get right, to right, have right, it. Right, right. And, you know, but, but I mean, like the first time I drank this bourbon, I was like, there's no chance that the, the Russell's 13 is going to stay as my number one. No chance. The, everything about this bourbon is ideal, I feel like, for me. This could survive water added to it. It, it mean, would pull through in any cocktail. I think that it's going to survive. It could survive the apocalypse. It's going to survive a pour over in a snack cake. Because <laughs> I'm going to figure out what the best thing to pair with this thing is. What, what are your thoughts right now as to what it could pair best with? Well, right now, off the top of my head, it's a uh, jelly cream cake from... Uh, little Debbie, because it's chocolate, vanilla, and it's got this really strong cherry cream in the middle. And this thing is just, it's if you took all your favorite Buffalo Trace and you made notes and you made them a hundred times better. I agree. It's, I really, really it's, agree. It's just, I'm not going to sit here and say it's, oh, this is this and that. It's all your favorite notes the best you've ever had them. It's literally one of the best bourbons I've ever had. Yeah, I agree. And I think you said the same thing. I fully agree. I mean, the fact that I, what did we, like you gave it a 19 and I gave it a 19.5 yeah. out of 20. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's literally almost a perfect score. And that was us being really picky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so now okay. the cat's out of the bag. I told myself, I'm not leaving this year I can't, without getting one. I cannot. And this thing is going for. You got this. What is this? An $80 bottle? Yeah. And it's going for five to $600. I think the highest I've seen so far has been $650. But Andrew West in uh, Canada, one of our patrons and, and listeners, said uh, after our glowing review, he went and looked on secondary. And in Canadian dollars, it was like. Eleven hundred dollars, which was like seven fifty American. Patrick Sarkey got one. Yeah, at a really good price too. Yeah. And I wanted him to go back and get the other one for me. <laughs> okay, so, I'm sorry for us. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I got to get this, and I I said it. The time is now because I know me and Perry are going to have the same talk, and I want to drink it while we talk about this. So. Um, I'm feeling really good, by the way. Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> and I had a Perry pour of this. Like, I'm. So I looked at my bourbons, and I said, "What can I get that will equal this?" So you can put this in the main episode. We can skip over it. I don't care. You know what? I'm just gonna leave it in. This <laughs> E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof for this year was. Traded to me for Elmer T. Lee, which I don't have another one. That was my last Elmer. And a Weller Antique pick from 2018. Oh my God. That was a non chill filtered screw top uh, from California that I had won in a. Uh, raffle that's how much you wanted this bourbon yeah 
I don't I don't think I'll but you know what? When I compare I am so lucky to have you on the <laughs> podcast. But okay, so Elmer Elmer T. Lee. It's a great bourbon. But I don't have to have that anymore. Okay? Yeah. I don't have to have it. I may never get one again. I don't care. It's a ninety proof. It's close to Blanton's. Whatever. You know, I've traded it. I'm a I'm very fond of 107 picks, as you know. I know. But I have some other picks still open and closed. I have foolproof picks open and closed, and I wanted to make sure I got it. So that was my combo to get this bottle. <laughs> so I I don't I don't have the words. And like I said, I open my bottles, but if I have backups of stuff, I am not against trading somebody for something you want. I'm not going to go yeah. and try to sell. I'm not going to go and try to make a profit on a bottle and all this. But if I can trade some bottles that I'm okay trading with to get something I really want, you know, so be it. So there we go. <sighs> number one, baby. What a great number one, though. Dude, it's I, so good. Th what's so funny about the past few years, I feel like, and I say past few, this is the fourth year that we've been doing the podcast, and I guess only the fourth time that we've done our best of episodes. But a few is two, so. Well, yeah. You know. I go three. I, I say so. a few is three. Yeah. Well, uh, I a, couple, a couple is two. A couple two. A few, few is at least three. Okay. I'll meet you there. So for the past few years, I feel like my number one has been pretty like cut and dry. Like I haven't had to, you know, think about it too much. Yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier about this one, uh, it's just kind of been figuring out where all the other pieces fit. But it was like an instant. Like you're like, Pfft. oh, uh, without a doubt. I mean, th this was <laughs> this was choice. Yeah, I had to. Mm. I had to get it. Had to get it. I'm not upset about it. I'm not upset. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. This everybody. was our New Year's pour. Look at that. We got plenty left to get oh. some more. I may have some at home, but there will be some. I here feel like you. every time I'm gonna come over to your house, I'm gonna have a little bit of it. Are you gonna chug it? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No. Which is not to say that I shouldn't have chugged you, George T. Stag, but but it was fun. <laughs> is this George T. Stag? I think it's better. <laughs> is this the 2021 George T. Stag? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. It doesn't quite have the bite that George T. Stag normally. This does. is more. This is just. This is a better whiskey. Yeah. So good. Um, is that it? Yeah, for the top ten, but. Also, this has been a very tumultuous year. There have been a lot of moving parts with the podcast, and um, I was very, very grateful that you basically said absolutely yes when I asked you to fill in as the new co-host. And... <laughs> I I have had so much fun since you've joined, um, and this kind of feels like what. And it's not to say that you know the 
years prior weren't enjoyable or fun either. But like, this has always been kind of what I wanted the podcast to be. Somebody who was excited about it and passionate about it and wanted to get into it the way that I wanted to, you know, support it and be excited about it. And um, I just don't know anything else other other to say than thank you for everything that you have given this year to the show. And um, you've really only been on for four months. I feel like I've... It feels like you've been on for like two years at this point. Thank you for letting me. Because, I mean, I came on, I've never been on a podcast. I got on, (laughs) I was on one episode and made you about puke because you were trying to eat snacks and drink bourbon after you've been drinking for two days straight. That was a long couple of days. Um, But I enjoy this. This is definitely something that I've wanted to do for a long time and... Through the podcast, like I'm, I feel like the whole whiskey mutant thing has grown. I'm more confident about stuff. I mean, I I'm putting out products and doing my pairings, and you know, people are asking me to do other stuff with them, and it's all because of this. Like, I would not be able to talk in front of a camera or talk in front of a microphone if it wasn't for me and you getting together once or twice a week. Your your comfortability comfortableness um it has really really improved since you were first on i mean like you you seem a lot more natural yeah than when we first started i mean i'm sitting I over here that... slouched i'm just hanging on the mic before i was like uh hey Perry, how are you today <laughs> what am i gonna say but i mean like allowing you to have like inside jokes and funnies yeah. and and things and just you know being able to I don't know. It's it's changed the podcast for the better, I and think. I, and and, I, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna no, let you finish, but no, like I I have had, I think, over the past four months, better feedback for what we're doing than we have over the past four years. I don't know what to say. I don't. I, but I'm not trying to. I'm not no, trying to no. bait you into saying I, it's anything. It's kind of what but... I was going to say. It's. I think it's everybody that listens and everybody yeah. that's you know the community. They were quick to like send me messages or a text or something saying, "Hey, I like I like what you're doing. I like you know you're a little different than what's been on before. It's it feels a little different. It's something new. So I appreciate ev- you and I appreciate everybody that just took their time to send a message or say. You know, it's fun. Can I say though, I really hope I don't have to replace you. <laughs> There's no I plan on it. I mean, that's what I like to hear. I can't it's move. Just, I got a mortgage. I can't. I can't sell my house right now. I mean, I'm not moving either yeah. for the time being. But if we have to change hours or recording or something, you're you're stuck with me for a while. Buddy. I'm glad. That's all I wanted. I mean, honestly, like unless you get in a tour bus and just drive away, you know, doing a a bourbon slash concert tour thing. No. Okay. No, I haven't put out enough music in the past few years to <laughs> me either. warrant any kind of tour. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to do singer-songwriter stuff no, for blues I, music. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'm just ready for the adventure episodes. Oh, I can't wait for this. Can't wait for them. Oh, man. Are this you done? A... Do you still have some in your glass? I still got a little bit, but... Okay, I'm going to have a little bit myself. Okay. Just making sure we both were. If we weren't drinking the same thing, I was going to get something different. No, so. 
Wait, do you have something else? No. Oh, okay. I was going to grab some of your I was going to say, you have like gonna... a limited amount of room in your bag. No, no. I was going to grab the stuff that I steal from you. Um, I, I put it in my corner. Have you had that... Um, the blend? Uh, no. I, the... What is it called? The after hours or off the clock or whatever bourbon that's behind the new riff. This. Have you had it though? No. Yeah, we'll wait until another episode. Okay. Should we do some tips and bits? Are we going to tell them what we're going to do from now on? I think we should. All right. I'm going to let you introduce this because okay. this was your idea, and I think this is this is just very much part of the podcast. But we want to be a little bit more deliberate with right. it. So I was talking to Perry, and I really had fun doing a kind of actual review of Sp- the newest Spider-Man movie. Because I feel like that's a movie a lot of people are going to watch. Even if you're not a geek or a nerd or a comic book fan, you're probably going to watch that. Yeah. So I said, Perry, why not whenever a big premiere episode of a new show or a big movie that people are talking about, why don't we take like once a month... And during Tips and Bits, we do a semi-formal actual review of something. And do you know what just came out that I love? The Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Dude. So here we are, Tim Bip, Book of Boba Fett, episode one. I think with something like this, too. Review. uh, we, We do like the first episode, and then... When the show wraps up. Yeah, yeah. Then we kind of... I feel like the first episode of something like this is always the most talked about. Yeah, for sure. Right. And then like once we get to the final episode of the season, then we can talk about right. the, the rest exactly. of it and everything. Um, I loved this Dude, show. I've watched right. it three times. Have you really? Yes. I've only watched it the once, but I like... I'm really squeamish when it comes to <laughs> listening to a bunch of like reviews uh-huh. or um, Easter eggs or just people talking about like one episode of a thing. Yeah. But there was something about this episode that I, I, I don't know. I just really, really felt like so deeply that I loved, and I just wanted to kind of absorb other people's mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings about it. And I think for the first time in a, a long time, maybe about a year since the final episode of The Mandalorian from season two, I feel like we are finally getting more Star Wars the way that Star Wars was initially pitched to us. Yes. And I let me let me say this. This is nothing to detract from the quality of the show or from how good this episode was. But I watched this and I went, I think I'm ready for more Jedi stuff. Does that make sense? Like I uh, I, I, I I mean, when I you don't... hear what I say about this, you're gonna say we're the same person. <laughs> But like I I am in the camp of I really liked The Last Jedi. I really, really enjoy that movie. Um Rise of Skywalker, I've kind of grown sour on as time has passed. Uh but I I think that 
Last Jedi is just a great piece about who Luke Skywalker is and his motivations. Um, I do think that, of course, there are some weird filler moments that don't really need to be in the movie, but overall, I I really, really enjoy it. But, man, I don't feel like we have gotten enough of what made Star Wars Star Wars initially, which was, and I, I hate to boil it down to this, but like, laser swords and the force right and really cool little action set pieces yep. of them having sword fights and everything and it it's and i get it i get it the people are wanting to see like the expanded universe and everything but why aren't we getting like a high republic live action show yeah why aren't we getting you know a, a show of I mean, the technology is there. We could see what it was like when Luke was training Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. What was happening during during that era? And that's not to take away at all from what the Book of Boba Fett is doing because it's so good. It's so much fun, and and I love the fact that like we're just watching him deal with the fact that there's all this destruction around him, and his his life is being picked up from shambles and. You know, there, there's this really cool character arc of, of Boba Fett, too, where he starts out really, really high as, like, the son of a very, very successful bounty hunter, and all of a sudden, he's just plummeted to the bottom. Yep. And now he's back at the top in, in a different sense, but as a, as a crime lord, Yeah. right? And and I love that I love that story, and I think that it's being done so well. Jon Favreau is doing a great job with that show <laughs> so, so far. Um. I, I'm just missing what made Star Wars Star Wars for me. I don't think that that has to be more Skywalker stories. That's not really where I'm like feeling the the emptiness. Yeah, at, because I think that the Jedi are the crux of Star Wars. Yeah, so I miss that. I miss that a lot, and I really hope that the next big foray and i know that like the ahsoka show's coming soon obi-wan's coming soon as well but even then i mean it's not like it's not like obi-wan in the temple on coruscant right. or anything so anyway i know all that watch, i'm sorry watch I've, clone wars because that's where it's well at. yeah that's true that's true and i, I apologize i've spoken for a long no, time no, no. on this no. but but i when you said what reminds you of star wars I immediately, we may be a little different on that, but I immediately thought of myself as a little kid watching Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And seeing Boba Fett fall into the Sarlacc. Okay, so if you haven't watched it yet, you're going to have to skip ahead. I'm going to, it's spoilers from here on out. Yeah, I'm 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 not going to cut this out the way that I did for Spider-Man. I don't think that it makes as much sense. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's been out. It's a... 40-minute episode. If you really want to watch it, you've probably already watched it by now. And if not, maybe we'll make you want to go watch it. But Keep your eyes open like yes. uh, um, Clockwork Orange. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, we're in 2021, and the fact that they choose to keep everything practical effects. Yeah. We see Boba Fett in the belly of the Sarlacc, and not it, CGI. Not CGI. And it legit looks like it was kind of made in the 80s. And I 
felt like I was a little kid watching this because to yeah. me, I see goo and I see like plastic and I see all this stuff. And I said, this is amazing because they made this look like I saw it when I was a little kid. Yeah. They could have done all this CGI stuff. Yeah. And just that opening scene of him getting out of that and seeing him punching through that wall, and it looks like paper, kind of. like yeah. That made me so happy. And it felt like I was watching Star Wars again as a little kid yeah. and watching Return of the Jedi with puppets. Oh, and- don't, get me, don't get me wrong. And, and, and I don't mean to insinuate that I felt like this wasn't Star Wars. No, no, no. This was Star Wars. Yes. No, <laughs> but, I think we both but... felt the same thing. I'm just saying one part of it. You're saying the other part. Yeah. Because uh, you weren't literally talking about the effects. You were talking about the story. I'm talking about the visual of this. I'm like, this is this is 1980s Return of the Jedi right here. Yeah. And seeing him finally get out of there, because we all, as little kids, were like, that dude's badass. Like, there ain't no way he's going down like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does he flamethrow through the wall of the uh, the your sandpit monster, but then he crawls out from the side of it. And like, did he just crawl out? How far did he go? How far did he go? <laughs> you know, and then I like that they kind of went back and forth from his current status becoming this new crime lord to showing him now he's in the hands of the sand people. Yeah. So, as a as far as a feeling goes, I love the look of this show. I love that they're sticking with the practical effects. Um, it just feels like Star Wars based on the look of it. Yeah, it's it's got that like gritty feel mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you're right. Star Wars really hasn't had since like the '80s. Yeah, and I mean, I I think that. I think that the prequels feel more like Star Wars than the sequel trilogy does. And again, I mean, part of that is because of, you know, it being the Skywalker trilogy and or the Skywalker story in general and just kind of like being I I, I don't I don't know. It feels slightly removed yeah. from what Star Wars was at that point. This feels like a love letter to Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really all three of the original yeah. trilogy. Um, it's mind-blowing to me that it feels as authentic as it does. Yeah. It, it's just a great intro to our new and improved Boba Fett. We see yeah. him. We see him survive. We see all the crap he deals with to get to where he's going. And I'm assuming we're going to kind of see this similar uh, way of telling the story. We're going to see him learning how to be the crime boss he is and dealing with. I mean, he finds out quick that he's not the toughest guy on the street. He's getting his ass kicked for a little while. Yeah. But then it cuts back to him surviving with the sand people. So I think we're going to kind of see like that blend of like current status to him getting back to where he's at. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking about with this this arc that he's going through as it is that, you know, he he was 
this well-protected child. I mean, despite the fact that he was a clone, he still, you know, had yeah. measures in place so that he was safe and he, he was, was one he of was, a kind, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you see a lot of that in the in the Clone Wars and and everything. But um, I I I think that this is going to be one of the better pieces of Star Wars lore that we are going to get, or that we have gotten even over the past few years. And maybe ever. <laughs> so I, I, I'm having so much fun with it I just after one that. episode. So what what would be so I feel like even in The Mandalorian, like Boba Fett, like they just made all his scenes like badass. Like Yeah. So like what was one of your favorite like you just felt like he was a bad man again? Like what what scene got you? Ooh. Um I can think of two at the moment. The one that jumps to mind at first is uh, him killing the. I'm using this phrase. I don't know if it's right. The sand core. Okay. With the the chain. That's one of the ones when it like stops and he's just holding those chains. And yeah. That, oh yeah. Um. There's that. It. It. And this isn't really that he's. Like super hardcore or anything, but I actually really liked that moment that he had with um the guy who's the same race as Greedo. Oh yeah, I uh, where he was like, "Do you want me to cut your bonds?" Yeah, cut your bonds, and the guy's like, "Yeah," but like that that moment caught me off guard, right? Because we're only used to seeing this like cold-hearted bounty hunter we don't know anything about him yeah. and then he's all of a sudden like hey i'll help you escape like let's yeah do we this. can escape together yeah but that that moment like in a different way made me really love right his character yeah i i don't know this has done so much work for who boba fett is yeah. as a character well they've made him more there's more layers to him now as, as oh for of sure this, you know for sure i really like that spot though where um, the robots are just like putting on, um, putting his armor on, and he's like, he's just standing there. Yeah, and they're like, I love that. Oh my god, it was like ancient pharaohs. Yeah, you know, getting dressed or ancient kings or whatever. And then the uh, another part, like you said, is when he he decides to let the uh, man, I forgot their names, the pig guys. The oh, Gr the Gamorians. Gamorians. Yeah, and he's like, no. I'm gonna keep them. Like, we're not gonna torture these guys. Yeah. And then they show up at the, you know, in the middle of the episode, protecting him. And it's like he's got his own little posse now. Like, yeah. yeah. I loved it. So good. I I really enjoyed this episode. I think. I, sorry. No, I think we have a really good show ahead of us. I don't know. I just. I think there's a little bit of humor. There's like some like nostalgia. There's stuff to make you feel like a kid again, yeah. and then there's stuff to like make you feel like Boba Fett. He's like not this one-dimensional character anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I keep forgetting her name. What's what's his sidekick? Uh, Finnick Shand. Finnick. And I love the chemistry between him and Finnick because it's like she's like just cold-hearted. Like you should just kill these people. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to, you know, rule with respect. And so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them go back and forth. And 
you know, I think we're going to see a little bit of Boba becoming rage and then see him becoming oh, yeah. what he is. And I just think it was great. I yeah. think it was a great first episode. And like you said, I look forward to it yeah. as well. Absolutely. Man, I think we've gone far enough with this episode. <laughs> we've gone on and on and on. But Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody. That's a great way to kick off the new year. Folks, thank you all so much for listening through yet another year of the podcast. We're basically starting year five right now. Wow. It's like it's like DC timeline right now. Year five. Year five. <laughs> oh man. Eric, again, thank you so much for everything you've thank done you. this year with the show. Thank you for being a part of it. Um, I know that there are places where people can follow up with us. I mean, so people can see pretty much what we're doing all the time. Just about. So if you want to get some behind the scenes, extra episodes, uncut stuff, or just support the show because, you know, we got to pay bills. Please. Become a patron at uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. If you want to send us an email with questions or comments or you want to send us a sample, reach out at thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. If you want to start getting some merch, um, got some new stuff coming up there, bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can uh, find me on uh, Shopify, whiskeymutant.shopify. If you want to leave a barrel rings where you talk to us and you talk to us in our ear holes, and we'll talk to you back, not in real time, 859-428-8253. Um, join the Facebook group. Uh, this is my Bourbon Podcast Facebook group. Uh, follow Perry on Facebook at My Bourbon Pod. Follow My Bourbon Pod on Twitter and Instagram at My Bourbon Pod. You can follow me at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. Check out the YouTube. Uh, Perry goes live every Thursday, um, 8 p.m. This is my bourbon podcast on YouTube. And I usually join him about once a month. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Whiskey Mutant on YouTube. I don't have an actual YouTube name yet because I only have like 33 subscribers. So. <laughs> Subscribe. Maybe I'll get a get to make an official YouTube channel. Get you to a hundo. And I think that's it. I think I got them all. I think you did. Did I? Two? Did I? I'm pretty sure you did. It, pretty much, if you go to Google and say My Bourbon Podcast or at My Bourbon Pod or This Is My Bourbon Podcast, you're going to find you're us. You're going to find us. Yeah, pretty much. Next week, we unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, the bird will land for one last official appearance on the podcast. It's our fare thee well episode to Swan. It's going to get rowdy. Just it's going to be fun. Me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mess with Swan. <laughs> Don't tell him, though. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Anyway, guys, hope you all have a great start to your new year. Thank you so much for listening. As always, year five is getting off to a great start, I feel like. Happy New Year! It's a me. <laughs> oh, that does it for this week. We'll see y'all real soon. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>